0: Hello, this is Binge or Purge streaming reviews. Welcome back. My name is Demo, your host. My co-host, as always, is the illustrious Joe Taylor. Thanks,
1: man. Here we are at uh, episode 12. 12. They're really flying by.
0: I know. I feel like last week was just 11. 11. Yeah. Because it was.
1: Yeah. Now here we are at a baker's dozen. Right. No, it's a baker's, no, everyone, baker's dozen is 13. Everyone
0: but a baker's dozen. Everyone but a baker's yeah. dozen. Are we right? 13 a baker's dozen? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, I'm
1: pretty sure. Twelve my, is mother, just,
0: my mother was a cook. She would chastise me for not getting that correct. Yeah, 12 is just an actual dozen. Yes. Right, okay. Correct. Anyway, here we are. Yes, here we are. Before we get into any reviews, we know we get um, messages from our listeners and it's like, are you even reading this stuff? We are reading it. And to prove we're reading it, We're going to read some to you now. Just say, hey, we we see them. Here they are. So without further ado, here's some wonderful
1: messages from our listeners. And these are from the, what, iTunes reviews? Yes. Okay. iTunes reviews. Okay. We can also email us. You can also Facebook message, Instagram message, Twitter. Smoke signals. Whatever you want. These happen to be, I think, most... Mostly iTunes reviews. Yes. Okay. These will be from iTunes, the ones I'm about to read. Okay, I'll stop uh, disrupting your... Uh, Thank you. Thing. All right. <laughs>
0: okay, our first one comes from Kendo96789. I thoroughly enjoy listening to this podcast. Lots of great recommendations. I like when they get out of the traditional film, TV, and talk documentaries and comedy specials. And their sponsors, Vegetables, Ha!
1: Your mother was right. I love it. Thank you. I write those, by the way. Well, we write them together. Yeah, that's good. And, you know, other people have said that to me, that they like that we do some docs, too. So we'll have to get some more of those in the next couple weeks.
0: Yes. I have a doc, but I'm going to save it for next week. So that's neither here nor there. Anyway, our next message comes from Steve Dip with an exclamation point. (laughs) What an ego on this guy. It says... Demo and Joe are fun to listen to, and their reviews are great. I found a bunch of really good shows to watch because of this podcast. Huh. That's the whole point, That's Steve the whole point, Dip. Steve Dip! Exclamation point. Thank you. That's why we're doing this, and thank you for listening. Uh, our next message comes from Mimaha, M-E-M-A-H-A-A. Haven't missed one yet, and you shouldn't either. Demo and Joe won't steer you wrong. Funny and informative while making sense of the countless hours of content available on your streaming services. Oh, thank you, Ha.
1: Yeah, thanks for listening.
0: And one more, because I'm already getting bored. <laughs> this comes from Chris weevil? weevil. Weevil or Weevil. Sorry, Chris. Gotta be a typo. Yeah. Killer podcast, fellas. Oh, God, he's a hipster. Mm. Great. Do you take requests? Like, if there's something I'm curious about but don't want to waste my own valuable time on, can I request you waste your time and tell me if it's worth it? Okay, Chris. I think I already know I'm wasting plenty of time of my own doing this. What, reading his email? Yeah. (laughs) 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 Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, we'll take suggestions, sure. Yes, we have taken suggestions. We We continue to take suggestions. I need them because... A lot of times I'll jump on one of the services and I'm just, I'm like you guys, I'm hunting for something. So if someone has something that they're like, hey, we're we're very open to checking it out. So thank you very much. And we won't bore you with any more of those, but we really appreciate you uh, sending them in.
1: Yeah. And those were uh, iTunes reviews, which we appreciate. Uh, again, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, bingerpurge at gmail.com.
0: It's binge or purge podcast at gmail.com.
1: So many ways to get a hold of us. Yep. All right, can I start now? Please. Can I go first? By all means. Take the bull by the horns. Okay, I think I should because the show that I want to talk about first is called The First. Mm. Right? So there's some sweet irony. Oh, yeah. Now, this is a Hulu show. Yes. It is eight episodes. It is about 45 minutes long each. Mm -hmm. It stars Sean Penn, Oscar winner Sean Penn his first TV series or leading man in a TV series. It is set in the 2030s when America is trying to send people to Mars. And uh, the lead sort of tech person is like a female Elon Musk, right? She runs this big company. The first ship goes up in the first episode and it blows up like the challenger. So then the the rest of the series is about um, him kind of trying to convince them that they need to go do it again he was an ex-astronaut or ex-pilot, so he ends up getting back on the team. If you're thinking, oh, you're kind of spoiling a lot of stuff, here's the biggest spoiler is that it's not coming back. And at least for now, it's not coming back. No, I heard not picked up at all. I
0: believe it was like one and done. It didn't perform for Hulu, and that was it. And
1: it was a big budget, so they are like, we're out. I, I don't know why they didn't stick with it longer because Bo Willeman was the creator well, the credits say he created it for TV, so I don't know exactly what that means because it wasn't a book or anything before. Um, he is the creator and head writer for House of Cards. Mm. So Hulu took Netflix's best guy, right, basically, and said, we're going to have him do a show for us. Yeah, come on over here. We'll pay you some more money. Yeah, and they give him eight episodes. And then they, then they, they can it. Where was House of Cards after eight episodes?
0: Nobody had heard of it. I think House of Cards was doing well right out of the gate because Netflix put a lot of money behind the promotion of it. And I think like a lot of people binged that because this was the first time when you're like, we can binge a whole show at once. We can watch everything
1: together. So I think House of Cards was like a hit right out of the gate. Okay, maybe. And if it was, then why didn't Hulu follow the same model and put something behind the show? Because there, I don't, don't know anything about this show other than I found it on Hulu because I was looking for obscure stuff. I don't remember seeing any commercials, any billboards, any pop-up ads. There was not a lot of marketing behind it. My point is, I would guess that if you're trying to break open a series, eight episodes on Hulu isn't going to do it. You're going to have to stick around longer than that. I mean, even The Handmaid's Tale didn't blow up after eight episodes. It took a little while. Yeah, it did. And so I wish they would reconsider. Maybe someone out there within the sound of our voices works at Hulu Or something and can uh, say, hey, maybe we reconsider this. Or maybe they go to uh, YouTube Red. Maybe they go to Fox. Who knows? Weirder stuff has happened. Maybe. However, I will
0: say this. I have not noticed any groundswell. There's no like the big campaign to bring it back. Like every show gets canceled now. And it's like, oh, here comes the write-ins. We got to save it. I did not hear anything out there suggesting this, this huge desire to save the first.
1: Like when uh, Arrested Development got canceled and people were mailing bananas to uh, Fox. Right. No one's mailing rocket ships, you know? Yeah. Well, just the postage cost alone, I think,
0: would be almost It would be a little extreme. Um,
1: But the way this thing ends, it's just really unfulfilling because the story really was just getting started. That might be the problem because you're six hours into this thing and it's basically the big event. I mean, it's like really getting started. They're starting to go into space and stuff. So... I wish they would have given it a chance. They probably put $500 million into making this thing, maybe 200, but it was, it was a lot.
0: It had a reported budget of 54.6 million.
1: And to just give up on it after eight episodes when they're sort of, they don't have the clout to just release something and have it be popular immediately. They should have given it a back end, I think, or season two or something. So I'm disappointed. Um, Normally I would say binge. If this was going to have a season two, you might just want to skip it because it's just going to make you want more. It's It's incomplete. It's just not there. It's not there. And it's incomplete. And uh, people who work at Hulu, shame on you. Purge. All right. Purge the first because they just couldn't uh, complete the mission. Oh, that's good. You're welcome. All right. Cool. I'm going to use that next time I talk about an astronaut show. Perfect. (laughs) All right. That was
0: my first thing. What do you got? All right. Moving on, I just finished watching this an hour ago, and I'm a mess. <laughs> I am a complete mess. It is When They See Us on Netflix. This is the docudrama about the Central Park Five back from 1989. Yeah, I'm about halfway into it. You're about halfway into it. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, just to cover the bases, it's four episodes, about five hours total of screen time. This is Ava DuVernay's whole baby, right? She's the creator, she's the co-writer, she's the director, and Oprah is an executive producer, and Robert De Niro is an executive producer. So there's a lot of money put into this. It's a great production, but I gotta tell you, man, it's brutal. I'm, I'm emotionally drained from it. I did it I did the first two episodes last night and I did the 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 following two this afternoon like as I said, just finished it an hour ago and I'm wiped out. I'm mm-hmm. done. I can I don't even really want to do this podcast. I'm yeah. so drained from it. This is an infuriating, maddening scream at your screen show. Now I know like you know, it's getting some criticism from like some people that get the they get the shaft in this movie. Like how they're portrayed and this is, I don't give a, I don't care. I don't, I don't know the facts enough. I can only review the show that I just watched. Right. Okay. I don't know the history and the, the, the ins and outs and the little intricacies of how the whole case was. I don't care. I can only review what my eyeballs saw and my eyeballs saw something that was so upsetting to me and just, I don't know, man. It just killed, this show killed me. This show killed me. Really. It made you angry so angry so because because here's the thing this went down april 19th uh 1989 is the date it's about the uh central park jogger she gets uh brutally raped and beaten and these five young black kids uh one of the kids was hispanic and i say young i mean young they get convicted for it, and it's about everything that happens, and it's it's all true. It's it's completely based on a true story. It was all in the news. Here's the thing: this happened the weekend I turned sixteen. Wow! So I could can, I can't I'm getting I don't want to get emotional. It was. Uh, Demo's it, crying. Everybody. It was. It was. I just could. I could totally relate to the. I think about if I'm sixteen, and this was happening to me, and it. Like this, this, these kids were going through exactly my life span. You know I mean? Yeah. They're, they're, I'm fine. And these kids are going to prison. And the, the oldest one was 16. The rest of them were younger. One kid was 14. Yeah. And it's just madness. There's a million people that are in this thing, but who stands out the most for my rage meter is, um, Felicity Huffman. I hate Felicity Huffman so much in this that I hope she goes to prison for her uh, college submission scandal. I think that's probably pretty Well, likely. she deserves it for this performance. Yeah. She's so good at being this horrible person that I I I wanted to go to real prison for it. <laughs> and win an Oscar <laughs> and, while yeah, she's in there. Yeah, she can she can win an Emmy in there, but I mean you want to strangle her. Yeah. And then and then Vera Farmiga. They're the two they're the two women that are basically leading the charge with prosecuting these kids right. and you want to I'm sorry, I'm getting so I'm so rage filled. Dimo's Crying, uh, sobbing right now. All right, all right. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna. I'm gonna Tears. chill out. I'm gonna chill out here a little bit. I'm gonna chill out. Let's get back to the production. The performances of the kids are fantastic. The first two episodes is the best part of it. I found the third episode lost its mojo a little. It deals with them, the aftermath, and them either being in prison or getting out of prison. And then the fourth episode deals primarily with um Corey wise he was the 16 year old and he got sent to big boy prison the other kids went to like a, a juvenile detention center he went to full-on prison and that fourth episode is brutal now how many episodes is it like it's four it's a five hour commitment mm. I it, okay I'm gonna say binge because it's too good not to watch but binge it knowing like this is going to like wreck your world. If you have any compassion as a human being, it's going to wreck your world.
1: Yeah. I, my takeaway from the, the first, I think I've seen the first episode is all, uh, it didn't really portray the kids and that culture very well either. Uh, I mean, I know they turn out kind of to be the victims in the story, but the way it presented kind of how they would go down to the park and they'd beat people up and whatever, it sort of sets up this idea that, like, well, they were in the wrong place on purpose, you know. Yeah, but I
0: mean, there's like how many kids were down there? Like thirty. Yeah. Forty. Yeah. And they're just, just and they're just like, okay, we we've got it. They're playing. The the cops are playing pin the tail on the donkey. Right. They're like, okay, we got yeah. This this fits our our scenario that we want to go with.
1: Yeah, it was almost a lottery drawing at that point. Right. Who they were gonna get. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was hard to watch even the first episode. I'm, I'm you know I'm gonna finish it, but I'm not looking forward to. This was uh, not fun. No, this is not a fun show. No. None of that. What honest question? What yeah. upset you more, um, the second half of this uh, series or the eighth season of Game of Thrones? <laughs> You don't have to answer that. I can't answer that. That's a
0: whole, that's a whole thing. I mean, you know. Okay, fair enough. Okay, I don't want to, we'll move on. I
1: think it's pretty clear how it's affected me. Okay. So binge, but keep a box of Kleenexes by... Especially if Demo's coming over to watch. Yeah, it with and you. don't
0: you know? Uh, you know, put your guns away. You don't so just so like you know. You're like, I gotta shoot up the place. I want justice, and you know. And I don't. Right. You know. And but I don't. I can't. I can't comment on the accuracy of it versus like you know the real situation versus a, a docudrama and the creative license. I can't comment because I don't know. All no. I know is the show that I watched,
1: and this is how the show that I watch affected me. Okay. All right. Well, and if that's you know, a lot of people want to be affected by television and documentaries and movies. That's why we go to them. Other people want to shut their brain off. Right. And, and watch Two and a Half Men. That's fine, too. Right. This is not a shut your brain off. Yeah. Okay. This is a this is a see the world through someone else's point of view type of show, which yeah. is important. I'm glad they made it. So binge. Binge. Okay. So that was When They See Us on Netflix. The next thing I have um, is also on Netflix. It's, it's called... My next guest needs no introduction. It's David Letterman's brief and sporadic return to a late night interview sort of format. Now, let me ask you this. I know you like late night shows. I love late night. Uh what was your least favorite part about Letterman's show? Interviewing the guests. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: he was he was he was an okay interviewer. He was eh. pretty good. He was all right. He was okay. It, honestly, not, he, I know he's retired, but to me, the best interviewer for guests is Jimmy Kimmel. Kimmel's good, Kimmel, yeah. Kimmel asks, asks good questions. He has. He always seems to have a good rapport. I, I don't know if... I don't know why I get into like judging all the different shows, but to me, the best interviewer is definitely Jimmy Kimmel. Now, I know he's like a disciple of Letterman. He loves Letterman, but... I always thought like I watched Letterman for other things other than the interviews. Yes.
1: Okay. So if you were developing a series for Netflix with David Letterman, would you make it 48 minutes long and 46 of those minutes are him interviewing a guest? I'd get some stupid pet tricks in there. Yeah. Or some, so he does like one or two monologue jokes, I think at the top, but he's, he's not a good interviewer. He, he, well, maybe he is, maybe he isn't, but on his show, it wasn't really an interview. It was a, I'm gonna set you up for a joke, you're gonna set me up for a joke. I'm gonna and there's no oh my kid he plays on Minecraft, oh mine too. It's like a segment coordinator has put all this yeah. together. This is not Mark Marin or Joe Rogan or Howard Stern. Howard Stern cracks people open like eggs when they go in there. And yep. it's so interesting. Yep. And Mark Funny Maron,
0: enough, the only Letterman special that I saw was the one where he interviews Howard Stern. And I think that was from the previous
1: season. It was. And it was good because Howard is such a good interviewer that he can steer the interview even as the guest. Yes. So (laughs) I don't know why they decided to make the weakest part of Late Night with David Letterman uh, into a 40-minute show. The guests he has... So this is the season two guests. Um, Zach Galifianakis was like a bonus episode they did live at the FYC event. Mm -hmm. Uh, You'd expect that to be pretty funny, right? I would is just kind of, he tried to make it funny, but it was a lot of just who cares questions. Mm. It wasn't great. Kanye West, I've not watched the Kanye West one. I thought it would be awful. You said you heard it actually, it was one of the better ones. That's the rumor I heard. I can't confirm that. I don't know. Okay. My sister told me the Ellen one was really good. And now that's the same thing as with Howard, where she's such a good interviewer. On her show, she asked like actual questions and not just fills up seven minutes with fluff. She probably um, made for a good interview because she is a good interviewer. So I can see that. Tiffany Haddish, I will not watch that. I, who cares?
0: Mm, I don't think I could do 40 minutes with Tiffany Haddish.
1: No, who cares? Um, Lewis Hamilton, any idea who that is? Nope. Five-time, he's a British race car driver. He's won the Formula One 5 <laughs> Well, Letterman what? is all
0: about race cars. He loves that stuff. Yeah. So that's like, a, that's like oh, I want I want it. Who? No,
1: Dave wants this guy. Yeah. Have him on because he loves racing. Great. Right? Great. Well, uh, anyway, and then, then the last one of this of this season was Melinda Gates. I haven't watched that either. I'll bet that one's pretty interesting. But, again, it can only be as interesting as the guy asking the questions. And if he's like, hey, uh, my son plays Minecraft. Does your son play Minecraft, too? He's oh, yeah, he plays it all the time. He falls asleep with his iPad on sometimes. Now, I have a question. Are some of these in front of audiences? Are some of them just
0: one-on-one with They're no one They're all in front of audiences. They're all in front of audiences. Yeah. Okay.
1: I don't know what why he's out there playing softball with these people, but... I would think he would want to get deeper than what would have been on his show. Doesn't seem like it. It just seems like 40 minutes of what used to be an eight-minute segment. <sighs> uh, for me, it's a purge. Although, if you really like... Howard Stern, or Ellen, or Kanye, if you really like one of these people. So you would say binge the ones if they have a guest that
0: you're really interested in.
1: Yeah, but don't go into it like you would go into a Howard Stern show and be like, oh, he's interviewing this person I've never heard of. I'll bet it will end up being interesting. Because if you don't know who these people are, you don't care if their kids are playing Minecraft or not. And that's what a lot of it is. So I would say purge the series. The Zach Galifianakis one was wildly disappointing. Speaking of Baskets is back, do you watch Baskets? Yeah, I have. Yeah. We I could, we could
0: get into oh, that's on cable though. It's fine. Just just real we can get in real quick. Okay. It's now in its fourth season. Good for it. But seasons one and two I thought were fantastic. Season three last year I was like, I don't even know if I'm gonna come back for season four. But I did, I'm back for season four, and it's already, ugh, yeah. I'm not, I just feel like the show's mojo, it's just gone. I don't know. Yeah. I thoroughly, if you, if you like Zach Galifianakis, you got to watch it. But at this point, only the first two seasons. Um, Louis Anderson is great on it. I was just going to say, what's the best part of the show? The, okay, well, in the first two seasons, the best part is Louis Anderson, yeah. because he's used sparingly. But then they're like, everyone loves Louis Anderson. He won an Emmy. Let's give him more to do. Now tell, tell the people at home who Louis Anderson plays. Louis Anderson plays uh, uh, Zach Galifianakis' mother. Right. And I told my friend, and he goes, you watch Baskets? I watch Baskets. And they go, Louis Anderson deserves an Emmy. And we were like, he totally does. We complete agreement, and then he wins the Emmy. And yeah. we felt validated. But now, by season three, they're like, everyone loves Louis as the mom. Too much of him. No, they're leaning on it. They're leaning on it. And I thought the focus taking it off of uh, Galifianakis made it suffer. And at the same time, he's playing two characters as well. He's playing Chip and his twin brother, Dale. Mm -hmm. And Dale I find to be annoying. I much prefer Chip. And when they get away from Chip... All right, I know people are like, why are we talking about baskets? Because I'm going off on a
1: tangent, all right? He did that character of his brother on his special live at the Purple Onion, which was one of the first uh, specials that Netflix ever produced. Oh, uh, okay. So he had a, a, a brother on that show. They would cut to these interstitial interviews with his brother. Okay. So that's where that character came from. That's where that from. character came from? Yeah. Okay.
0: Anyway, Basket Season 2 is a definite binge. I know we're not <laughs> reviewing it. Okay. Uh, season 3 is a purge, and I, I don't even know. I'm a glutton, so I'm probably going to watch all of Season 4 because my friend's kid is in it. So oh. he's like my friend, who I talked about that we both like. We love baskets. Only in Hollywood does your daughter then end up in an episode of it. Oh, is she recurring or she was just in? She's, one of them? she's in. She's just going to be in one scene, I believe, in okay. a hospital. So I'm obviously going to watch that to see my friend's daughter because it's kind of like kind of crazy when you talk about a show and then your your
1: child ends up on it. Yeah, I guess that's uh, that's Hollywood. There you go. So I, I digress. Let's okay. move on. What did we start? Oh, we started talking about My Next Guest with David Letterman yeah. on Netflix. Uh, I cannot say binge this. I would say purge, but if you like one of the guests, uh, binge it. The The Ellen one and the Howard Stern one from last year, probably two of the better ones. So All maybe, right. maybe start there.
0: Cool.
1: Okay. All right. You got one more? I do. I'm going to lighten it up because... Oh, thank God. Yeah,
0: I know. I'm sorry about my emotional outburst yeah. earlier. What can wow. I say? So... Nice and easy. I have a romantic comedy on Netflix called Always Be My Maybe. Everyone's watching this thing right now. I've heard about it from you, 10, 20 people. This right, it was, oh my God. It's all over Twitter and Facebook. It's like, it's a uh, one hour and 42 minute movie. Nice length. I love it, perfect. right? Perfect, perfect. It stars Ali Wong and Randall Park. They're mm-hmm. the two leads. They also co-wrote it together. And they're not like, Not because they're married or dating or something? They're just friends. Okay. They're just friends. Fair enough. And if you want a different spin on a romantic comedy, nothing revolutionary, mind you. It's not going to rewrite how we look at romantic comedies, but they have great chemistry together. They wrote some great lines for themselves. And as funny as they are, the real reason to watch this is Keanu Reeves. He has a cameo. Well... Cameo, cameo is not enough. He's got way more than a cameo. He's got two good scenes together in the middle, where he's poking fun at himself. He's just having fun with his whole image, and it's a playing, must. He scene. plays himself. He's playing himself. Okay, so this sort of cameo—they didn't advertise that he was in it. They I didn't advertise think. he's in it, but everyone knows he's in it. It's no like secret. It's not a big surprise. Like he ruined it. No, go in knowing Keon Reeves is going to be in it, and he's—it's fan- the funniest thing I've seen him doing forever. Okay. I mean that right there. But at the same time, Allie and Randall have great chemistry. They're funny. It's it's a good it's a good, fun little breezy romantic comedy. It's got a great nineties soundtrack. I like that. Yep. And it's light and easy. And uh, if that's what you're looking for, I highly recommend it. Okay.
1: It's definitely a binge. Cool, and her stand-up is very funny, too. Yes,
0: if you're not familiar with her, we definitely want to recommend her two stand-up specials on Netflix, which are Baby Cobra and Hard Knock Wife. Baby Cobra was first. I prefer that one. I think it's a little funnier, but they're both good. Yeah. And I've seen Ali Wong live several times, and I think she's a great comedian. Cool. If you want to, if you on the side, you want to check out two uh, good comedy specials, you're wondering about Ali Wong right there.
1: And those, I believe, are both on Netflix as yes, well. Yes, this
0: is a, obviously has a deal with Netflix, right? I why mean, don't we
1: have a deal with Netflix? Right, we, why doesn't everyone have a deal with Netflix, <laughs> right? Doesn't everybody? My God. I don't know. Okay, so let's see. We talked about the first on Hulu, which got canceled, but is still very good. If anyone has any pull over at Hulu, I really think they should give this show another push because it really is good. Not going to happen. Probably not. Um Demo talked about when they see us, he got all choked up and started crying. Uh, it, was, it was really disturbing to watch. Um, <laughs> then, uh, Hey, you
0: want me to get into this? You want me some passive nothing? I'm telling you how I feel.
1: Okay. Right. right. That's
0: what people are listening for. Real human emotion.
1: Yeah. Okay. We had that. So we had real human emotion. <laughs> <laughs> I talked about my next guest with David Letterman on Netflix. Eh, not great. Uh, with some exceptions. And then uh, the last one, everybody's, talking about already always be my maybe uh, on Netflix. So uh, we'll wrap it up, I guess, like we usually do, which is, is there something that you're looking forward to? And when I say you, I mean me, because Mm -hmm. there is something I'm looking forward to. Oh, do tell, do tell Uh, Stranger Things season three. Oh yeah. Cannot
0: wait. I'm with you there. I can't wait. I hope it it looks fun. They're going to, you know, here's the thing I like about Stranger Things. The one thing they're getting right is the attention to detail to the time that they're in year by year. I think this one's gonna be in 1985. And I know that they get, you know, and any movie came out in 85. They don't like jump the gun. We're like, oh well, you know, 1984, 1985, who can tell? The writers and creators, the with the what the what the brothers, what are their names again? The Duffer brothers. Duffer, yeah. Their attention to detail with what was going on in each year that the show takes place is what I really love about it.
1: Yeah, it's just, it's so incredibly well done. And I mean, even back to the pilot of it, it's just really, is great.
0: I was much more a fan of season one than season two though. Just because I thought like the unknown scary element was kind of been played out a bit. The upside down was a fresher idea in season
1: one. It's just, what are you going to do? It's what happens. The weird kind of feminine kid that got introduced in season two really took it in a weird direction. You know who I'm talking about, the guy that looks like he's kind of wearing makeup, the brother of the girl. Oh, the tough guy one, like the yeah. the feathered hair guy. He has his shirt off all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Took it in yeah. a
0: weird direction. Yeah. but he, I He's guess- definitely back for uh, season three. Yeah. I already saw a promo with him in it. The character's name is Billy Hargrove. I think the show at this point is just playing off the relationships and the kids. You know, because like yeah. everyone loves Steve, right? Right. It's like, oh, what's Steve going to be doing this year? You know, I think Steve is my favorite character because he's kind of a he's kind of a doofus at times. Yeah, but he comes you know? through when you need he him. He comes through when you need him. Everyone who doesn't like Steve, right? I like Steve. I a lot. like Steve. this
1: comes out July fourth, I think? July third or July fourth, right around
0: okay. there. Absolutely. And obviously we'll be reviewing that.
1: Yeah, definitely. I'll probably, I'm going to, um, I'm going somewhere from the second through the fifth. So by the time I get back, I'm sure I will have watched it.
0: I will too. We'll probably have to review this one a little late cause we're both going to go on vacation. Yeah. We deserve it. We man. did. We did. We work hard. Yeah. Well, sort of. So we, so, so if you're we're like, how come they haven't done stranger things? Cause we're on vacation. And, but yeah. we will do it when we return.
1: Yeah. So that's coming up. I'm looking forward to it. Great. Um, okay. Again, uh, Please reach out to us, binge or purge at Gmail, uh, Twitter at BingerPurge, Instagram BingerPurgePodcast, iTunes. Also, want to thank Jess the Facts as always. You can follow Jess the
0: Facts at the Jessica Greer on Twitter. Thanks, Jess. That's it. We're right. done. Episode twelve in the books. Moving on, folks. All right, let's call it a night, man. My name is Demo for Joe Taylor. This has been Binge or Purge streaming reviews. See you next time.